The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? In the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we'll be discussing a little bit about why Google is changing your site links. Joining us today is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not, because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash a w t all right on with the show here's my conversation with jordan cooney seo strategist and advisor to search metrics jordan welcome to the voices of search podcast hey ben how you doing today i'm good i'm good you know it's been a crazy month this month before we get into what's happened in the seo world not only has it been pandemonium there but it's been a struggle for us to get through what has been an incredibly long month to the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Jordan, this is our last podcast recording of August. And then tell everybody what comes next. We go on vacation. We're going on vacation. <laughs> I love it. Everybody. Jordan yeah, and I are going on vacation. Not only are we going on vacation together, but we've also decided to bring our families. So, we want you to know how much we love this podcast. Which was the big mistake out of this. Yeah. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> I happen to like your family. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Look, this is how much we love this podcast is we stayed up late to record one last episode to fill out our calendar before we head off to beautiful, sunny Saulita, which is a little bit north of Puerto Vallarta. Anyway, yes, that's moral right. of the story right. is there were some big changes we needed to tell you, and we're staying here late, putting in the extra work. Jordan, tell everybody what happened this month. Why is Google changing everybody's titles? Yeah, so this is a big, big, big topic. And 
I got to tell you the truth, like this is like a huge ordeal. And, and I think that I'll be very blunt. I think Google got it wrong. Google got it wrong. And, you know, I, I kind of feel, I feel a little bit duped. You know, I've talked about, about this on the pod quite a bit, which is, you know, Google's advancements and efforts around mum, you know, GPT-3 and our ability to use, you know, natural language processing, machine learning, and artificial intelligence to better improve the contextual relevance of both research results. But now Google is using the same technology to rewrite our titles, our meta titles. Okay. So I think the way to put the SEO community's reaction to Google's change can be summarized in one word, pissed. I think people are pissed. I think that in large, the SEO community has spent time trying to optimize their sites to fit what they want to describe their products and services as. And Google's come in with AI, machine learning, and just scrapped all the copy that we created and wrote their own. Am I wrong? You know, everything that I read is people are upset. Is anybody happy about this change? The only people that are pleased with this change are the engineers who built it at Google. (laughs) I mean, you know. I can't imagine they're very happy right now knowing how many SEOs are, you know, screaming at them. Right, exactly. I, I don't. I don't think they're happy about it now. Maybe they're so proud of their work. Let's just put it that way. But they just got it like ridiculously wrong. They, they, there's a lot of mistakes in this. And there aren't many people who are pleased with really what was seemingly one of the very few assert elements, excuse me, that as an SEO, we still can, could control. So there's a little bit less control for the SEO community. We don't actually get to write the titles. Now, is this something where... Uh, Google has changed titles and they can be rewritten? Or is Google just saying, nope, sorry, how you describe your pages is now our responsibility? It's the latter. So Google has basically said, hey, we're going to take control of titles. And they are, they're basically taking control of the title and making it what they think is a more reasonable title for for consumers. The way that Danny Sullivan put the feedback in in a tweet is that it was never the case that they wanted to write perfect titles. They basically just wanted to, what I think they, they were trying to do was build something that was more universally applicable to the search query, which unfortunately is a false pretense because you can't do that. You can't know exactly what consumers want off of a search query. You can understand their intent, but you can't understand the purpose. And there's a huge difference between the two. Here's why I'm pissed. On my podcast, the other show that I create, the MarTech Podcast, our title went from MarTech Podcast dash marketing plus technology equals business growth, which is actually the name of the show. That's what we upload into iTunes. Because honestly, we're keyword stuffing. I want the word marketing. I want technology. I want business in there as well. And they changed the title to MarTech Podcast, colon, home. Well, I don't think that anybody is really looking for MarTech Podcast home. Now, are they? So, you know, what's the repercussion here? Sure, it's a universal change. And we're trying to make sure that uh, we're matching intent and whatever that Google's saying. But in reality, they're not allowing SEOs to be descriptive about what their assets are. And we also can't control, in theory, how they're going to, how the titles are going to impact how we rank. 
you know, what's the repercussions here for SEOs? Yeah, I mean, the first thing is, you know, in Danny and, and, the, and, and the folks over at Google are trying to defend themselves by saying, hey, we never actually always took your titles as they were, um, which is true. It is very true. They often truncated them. They often did a lot of other things to change them. But what it really means at the end of the day is that as an SEO, we've got to be far more vigilant about how we construct titles to the experience and the limitations that the experience has in search. And I think that there is limited real estate. And I think to a long, for a long time, we've kind of infringed on the limitation requirements that have always been there. And I believe it's 60 characters. But I'm not saying that we should go back to that steadfast rule. But what I am saying is we should be more uh, mindful about like what we put into titles so that we can be more useful to consumers. I wouldn't be surprised, Ben, if you went and changed your title tomorrow to be a shorter version of the messaging you're trying to get out. And maybe Google will change it. Google does change titles all the time. It's just that they've taken a pretty hard line stance here on curtailing these titles to be more within, I think, the confines of what they expect consumers to want in search. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. It seems like based on my preliminary research, looking at one search result, that Google's trying to be more descriptive about what the purpose of the page is. And by that, I mean, this is the homepage. This is the Apple podcast page. This is the Art 19 page. This is sort of a, a brief description and then who's bringing it to you as opposed to this is how the page is titled and some marketing copy. So basically, it feels like Google's trying to make page titles more navigational from the search results. Is there a positive spin for what Google is doing to try to add more utility into search results? I think this is really funny. I have a good friend of mine who's, who's been in the SEO space for a very long time. And he goes, hey, why does Google's titles in the SERP all read like Alexa? Which <laughs> is kind of funny. Um, because well, it, it there's does. something to that, right? <laughs> like, is Google just trying to say, hey, look, if you're looking for MarTech Podcast Home, here's the link, right? Are they trying yeah. to, to cue themselves up for 
uh, browserless experience here. Right. And I think that there's definitely some truth to that. I think Google is trying to make the search experience a little more navigable and useful for someone who can't really process all that information and quite frankly is looking for just the homepage. But the unfortunate reality, and I think this is what they're coming to bear here, is that what users end up doing is they end up doing more searches. Because by them just saying that this is the homepage doesn't necessarily meet the expectation that users have on every single one of those searches. And so what we're seeing is dramatic declines systematically across the board in click-through rates because consumers are no longer being messaged with the intention or the purpose that the, the not just marketers, but the writers, the owners, the brand managers, all the people that are behind the scenes of these pages and the intention of these pages. When someone looks for the query MarTech podcast, they might, might not be familiar with the MarTech podcast, which means they need some marketing description in the title to understand the purpose of that podcast. Correct. And Google has basically replaced that and put the word home. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite examples of this have been Google missing the mark with very prominent medical websites and removing the primary purpose of the article. So the article may be about a particular drug, and that drug was one of the keywords in the title along with other drugs. And so like, you know, think of this article is about drug X similar to Y and Z, and Google kept similar to Y and Z which is not what that article is about. You've just completely misled the consumer to read an article that's actually about a different drug and they clicked on it, right? And so like they completely missed the mark because AI just isn't quite there yet to do what they were trying to do, which is understand the purpose as to why a user clicks. And that is different than the intent that might exist on a SERP. So let's talk a little bit about the repercussions here. You mentioned that click-through rates are decreasing because search results are less descriptive. So, you know, does Google end up rolling this back? Do we all live with this? Are we all going to have to modify how our pages are put together to try to get the right titles back in the search results? What happens from here? Yeah, I mean, what happens from here is, I mean, Google is made a lot of public statements saying that they're passing this feedback on to their teams and they're going to try to like reinvestigate this change. Ultimately, I think that there's two things that need to happen. The first one is that all web owners need to really reconsider the way that they're structuring titles. This is a good wake-up call, if nothing else, for us to really rethink the way we leverage our titles and to what extent we are using marketing language versus just directional informative language about the page. And so that's that's one thing. And so in reality here, the guidelines that Google's giving aren't all that updated and not really, it's it's just so, it's so binary. It would be nice if Google could come out and say, hey, look, this is what we're looking for people to do. And we really need you guys to to stay within these confines. They are saying that they're probably going to have something in Search Console to give feedback in. And I laugh. I just got a good chuckle out of um, Danny's tweet about that because you're asking for feedback about titles in Google Search Console And there are some websites that have hundreds of millions of pages that need feedback on titles. And so like, it's like, why would you want that? Like, don't, 
go back, roll it back. It was working somewhat fine. And just go tell people what the expectations are. And I think you'd be pleasantly surprised that the community is good, good receivers of that feedback. Here's what surprises me is that Google prides themselves on testing. And it seems like, you know, testing, modifying titles is something that could have been rolled out on a smaller scale. And it seems like this is one of those where like, hey, world, we're just changing everybody's titles all at once. They could have taken a segment. They could have taken an industry. They could have used their own properties and just tried to see what the impact of some of these changes are. It's actually kind of counterintuitive to what Google's been doing lately, which is communicating more, letting people know that some changes are coming. And normally, the, you know, when they're giving a heads up, it's more on the technical side. This was more of, a, you know, kind of an optimization, a ranking factor type change. And, uh, you know, they just kind of ripped the Band-Aid off, which honestly feels a little surprising. Yeah, I, I don't disagree for a second with your comments, Ben. I've seen a really amazing trend where the communication has been super beneficial to the community at large. I would say one thing, and I think that this is interesting and maybe indicative of the amount of communication we've received from both Danny and John regarding this on Twitter, which they're usually pretty much tight-lipped whenever people comment on things, is that I think that this might have even caught them by surprise. So I think that like any big tech company, there's a lot of things changing at any given time. And maybe this was just one that the, our search liaisons just didn't have as much of an influence in giving the feedback because I 100% believe that both John and Danny, when they saw this, they didn't didn't quite sit well with them in terms of how it went out, but maybe they didn't see it in advance. And again, big company, big tech company, that stuff happened to me all the time when I was at eBay. That happens at all big tech companies because you got a lot of moving parts. And I, and I get a feeling if I'm going to go on a limb, I get a feeling that's what happened here. Yeah, I don't know. It's the titles. We're not talking about some like, oh, we reorganize the pages of something that's, you know, uh, it's the titles, Jordan. It's not like they're testing a feature that is, well, how do we move the share button on a page that's not directly tied to revenue at eBay? This is the title in Google search page, search results pages across the board. There had to be some sort of testing. There had to be some sort of awareness that this was happening. I honestly just think this is Google thinking that their technology worked better than it did. And then when people saw how their results were manipulated, they didn't feel like it was a good reflection of their brand. And that's why the search community is pissed. Yeah. And look, I think that it's up to Google to take that feedback, listen to the reaction, and hopefully either modify how they're changing the titles or just allow us to go back to controlling them. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. 
Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link on our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.